business and balls, balls and business, say business and balls, business and balls, business and balls, balls and business, say business and balls, balls and business, say business and balls, business and balls, say balls and business, say business and balls. Come on into the huddle with Mo. Welcome to an episode of the huddle with. That's right, new name, the huddle with Mo and Lo. My brand new co-host, y'all know her. She TikTok famous, Instagram famous. I, I don't know what she's doing slumming in this huddle today with me, but she is here to help us upgrade. Like like Beyonce, let me upgrade you. That's what we're doing today. We have a very, very special guest today. I'm super excited uh, to have this young man in the room with us today, Rohan Brown. And he's going to tell us about his company, Barley, and the amazing things that, that he's doing there. It is the future. I truly believe that. We had an opportunity to meet at um, the Google for Startups event that, that I was actually hosting in Durham, North Carolina. We met there. And we just had synergy right away. He's an athlete like Lois and I. Well, Lois still an athlete like I used to be, chap. But I'm trying to get it together, y'all, in 2023. But uh, anyway, Mr. Brown, how are you feeling? Welcome to the huddle. How you living? I'm living pretty good. Can't complain. I yeah. appreciate the invite. Uh, this is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have some fun. So listen, tell us about it, it, it's barley, right? Is that the cor- correct, correct pronunciation? Okay, barley. Yes, Tell yes. Me. And I'm a, I'm a, I go out. Lois goes out. We like to be in restaurants and bars. Tell us how this mm-hmm. would be a different experience if we had your app on our phone. What would it change? How would it impact our lives? Well, for one, from a consumer standpoint, what it's going to do is reward you, right? These loyal customers that drink a certain brand of alcohol, they're going. You're going to get rewarded for your loyalty. Um, so what we do is we collect receipts of alcohol purchases and reward members for it. Uh, and that could be VIP tickets at an NBA game. It could be VIP access at a concert, festival, um, anything experiential. Uh, so what we're trying to do is give these alcohol brands insight on who their most valuable drinkers are, where they're located, and give them a direct channel where they can engage with them. So you're at the bar, you're at the restaurant, save your receipts, keep them. Send it to us and we'll give you points where you can accrue and then redeem them for some experiential rewards. Wait a minute, Lois. We gonna get we gonna get stuff for the drinking we do. You got to be kidding me, man. I already felt like Tito's owes me some money. Like I've been feeling that in my Listen. Okay, I've been feeling that in my I know they owe me at least a t-shirt or something. Now you tell me some merch. And I, I know how much Tito's you drink, so I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> but you mean to tell me we get rewarded so so that's amazing is there so how does how does somebody upload the receipts you just you just take a picture of it and put it in the app how easy is that process uh it's very easy so you uh sign up you'll get a link to a web app which you can save on your home screen it's just a browser from there all you have to do is snap a picture add your email we'll accrue it to your profile Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did you come up with this? Let's back up a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, you know, after your your LaSalle basketball days are over, you finish dominating yeah. the court, you turned down an opportunity to go play professionally overseas and said, you know what, yeah. I-, I could do that and make some money and keep playing this game that I love and that I'm good at. But you said no to that. And you said, yeah. I'm going to stay here in tech. Talk to us about how hard that decision was, why you made it in the birth of Farley. Absolutely. So during college, you know, I'm 
<laughs> I'm Jamaican, so I always hold multiple jobs. Uh, so <laughs> while I was uh, <laughs> so uh, while I was getting my education on the court, uh, I was a promoter in in Philly. So they I worked with a few bars. They said, "Hey, if you can pack a bus, we'll send a school bus to your school. If you can fill it up, we'll pay you a hundred dollars per bus." So every Thursday and Friday, I had buses coming to LaSalle, to Temple, one time to St. Joe's. And I would just be getting paid off of, you know, creating that whole uh, system. And just being in that space, I realized, one, uh, bartenders, bar owners, these operators don't know who their most valuable customers are. They're kind of just shooting in the dark. Alcohol brands don't know who's attributing to those case sales that they get every month, right? Mm-hmm. Bar A sold four cases, but okay, what what's the breakdown? Who was drinking it? When? Where? How? Uh, so then I realized no one's able to answer these questions. There has to be some money made in this. Um, I was getting my MBA, learning a lot about business. And I said, you know what? Long term, I would much rather expand my network, learn more about this tech space, figure out how I can leverage it. Uh, plus, no debt. And uh, say, you know, what? I'm going to just jump into the the workforce situation. The where Barley came about was, hey, if I could figure out how to give these brands the analytics to these drinking patterns and consumption behaviors, I can make some really good money. So it started off as a mobile ordering app that didn't really take off. And then we pivoted to this reward system, which has caught fire since last August. Um, working with brands like Tito's, Ghost Tequila, we're bringing on Combs Enterprises. So Delion and Sorak are up next. And then after that, we're just strictly focusing on Diageo since we have a strong relationship with them. Wow. I'm I'm just blown away. Yeah. This is like a game changer. <laughs> like you're gonna be like the door dash of like <laughs> alcohol. Like I know that's how you you, me- you mentioned that it became like this ordering app in the beginning, right? And then you made a pivot yeah. from that to now right. be able to provide this data, which is so smart, right? Because data is supposed to be the yeah. number one like commodity, really. Uh, you know, it's more powerful yeah. than any Bitcoin or the cash that we used to hold in our hands. Right. That's really the crux of what companies need to, to grow and thrive. And you're you're giving right. them that data and you're giving me something for allowing them to <laughs> exactly monitor me. Huh. Okay. That that's the that's the biggest piece, right? Because normally these companies they're they are extracting our data, they are capturing it, right? But we don't see an upside to it except for maybe our experience gets a little bit better. So how do we take it to the next step? Like let's get something tangible that these consumers are getting for sharing their data. And then if you think about the alcohol space, they're very archaic with their marketing tactics. You know, you'll see commercials, billboards, the shot girls in the club. They don't understand what their ROI is when they have those marketing initiatives, except for, okay, I had X amount of eyeballs on this, but how does that correlate to sales? Right. So we're giving them something where, hey, we know who's drinking it when we're extracting all this data from those receipts, but not only giving you those insights, we have this product where you can engage with them directly. So if you have an upcoming event, ping them through our, our system. If you're trying to promote a certain uh, drink special or cocktail for the season, you can utilize us to do that as well. Um, so, but I, okay. So I'm curious because I'm still an athlete and I'm also an entrepreneur (laughs) and I love that this took off for you. I'm curious about your, about basketball and like, how do you, how did you feel leaving the sport and do you miss it? (laughs) Even though you had a lot of success, I mean, it looks like you're doing very well. Um, but you know, how, how do you feel about that? Um, it was, it was, uh, it was, 
it was difficult, but I still play. Like I was in Miami Pro Am over the summer playing mm-hmm. against pros. So I, I still uh I still keep up with you it. You didn't leave the game. And I didn't leave the game. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm probably gonna play again this summer. Um <laughs> but but for me it was it was just thinking about long term and you know, we we were a good team. We went to the Sweet 16. We were top 25 in the country at some point. Um, but for me, it was never really about basketball. It was about building something that could provide generational wealth. So the basketball was just to get me that education for free uh, and then take <laughs> full advantage of that. Um, and then from there, figure out, OK, what what can I build? What what can I uh, bring to my my community, to people that look like me? To, to provide more opportunities. So that's really what my life goal is. And I just saw the opportunity with this first, this first uh, company. Yeah. I so I, first company, he said first company. First, right. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. I love that. But, but real quick, like, so what's, what I love about sports is that sports are more than just the physical side of things. You know, you, you learn so much from it. And like you said, it gave you your education in a, in a way, you know, you, you were able to um, have the free education or yeah. what have you. Um, but what would you say is, could you attribute anything to your success today at, you know, with your company fr- that you've learned from the sport or being in a team sport? Uh, so one being in a team sport, you, you learn when to take the lead and when to fall back, right. When to be a team player and when you need, you know, you need to be the leader um, during that college career collegially that that's where I really toned, uh, honed in on that and that transferred over to the startup realm because there are certain things I'm not going to know there's certain things I'm going to le- have to lean on some people right I'm not a data scientist I can't code I'm more on the business pitching fundraising side right so when it comes to those areas that I'm strong at that's when I'll take the lead when it's those other things I'll fall back let somebody else take the lead I'm here to support so that's one thing um, the second thing after that is the competitiveness, right? As an athlete, you know how we are. We just, we want to win. Um, so being able to transfer that over to this space where I know this is going to be broadcasted, where a lot of them don't really maybe have that type of competitiveness. Um, when it's time to pitch, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like the stage is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take over. Y'all going to hear every word I have to say. It's that uh, assertiveness and comp- uh, competitiveness that kind of just transfers over. And I treat this like a sport. Wow. Let me let me say this, though. It's so hard, though, as a, 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 also an entrepreneur, um, finding people to trust. Right. Because of that, I, I am at this exact point that seems like you're over this hurdle where, you know, you need other people like you, I'm like you. We're the people I, I I don't need anybody to pitch for me. Nobody can tell my story better than me. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Give me a stage. You see me a little right. bit of a small environment. Do my thing. You already know it's slam dunk all day. Right. <laughs> but like you, I don't know where and find someone to code or someone that has that tech that can that can help propel my idea to that next level. How did you, yeah. you know, reconcile with like finding the right people and trusting? And did you learn some lessons on the way? Like, did you have some? I, I spent some money and ended up being like, <laughs> "Oh, you're not who you said you were at all." You know. Listen, <laughs> that's how we. That's how we kind of pivoted to what we are right now. I was working with someone who said they could deliver, couldn't deliver, had a deadline, had these brands waiting for something, and I just had to figure it out. But to go back to the vetting process, it's it's just it's just a part of the journey, yeah. right? So you have to you have to give somebody the chance. You'll look at their portfolio, their resume, everything looks good on paper, but can you deliver? 
Right. Um, so a, a part of that is really just hire slow, fire fast. Mm-hmm. So give them, mm-hmm. give them that 30 to 60 days. Hey, I need this done in the next 30, 60 days. If you can't make that mark, I'm going to have to let you go. No hard feelings. It's just I need somebody to work at a certain pace and deliver on these timelines because I have people I have to answer to. Mm, so for me, I already I already learned from I don't need to learn a mistake more than once. All right. I'll feel like that's it. One time I've learned I move on. So in, in that vetting process, I've I've gotten burned before. I've been ghosted. It's happened. They didn't go happen again. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, fool me once. Right. That's fool me to whatever it is. Whatever it is, right? I'm like, no, I like that. I'm that is that is gonna be my mantra for the rest of the week. Hire slow, fire fast. Because I gotta find okay. some people take me to the next level. Lois and I were having a very similar conversation to this just before you got on here, as we're both trying to scale and do different things. And that's the whole thing, right? I trust the people right yeah. now on this call. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> some other folks didn't been shady now. I just I got to reevaluate some things here in 2023. But Rohan, talk to me about like you said that you know you knew that you wanted to do more than basketball. You used basketball was just this vehicle to to get to the the end of one of these companies, right? The beginning actually to start and make yeah. impact, right? And I think that's what you meant that you felt like you could do more impact the people that look like you and in the community and supporting that, where does that come from? Like, I know it comes from in here. Who were your role models? Who were your mentors? How did you, you know, become this fine young man? And I mean, fine in both (laughs) Yes, you're not my type, boo, but I can say I'm gay. I ain't blind. He cute, y'all. He cute. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm over here blushing. So uh, I, I guess where that comes from is uh, my upbringing. Uh, my mom, single mom, raised me on her own. My dad was uh, in trouble with the law and got arrested like two months after I was born. So he didn't really grow up with us. And then when I was 12, I got arrested myself uh, doing some stupid stuff. But then it kind of dawned on me. I'm glad it happened at that age because if it right. happened later, you know, who knows? Um, but oh, like from that experience, learning. <laughs> Were you, were yeah, I would not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be. We would be like this. Put your hand up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have <laughs> a lift Nah, for real. No, no, no. It's just all good. Um, but no, nah, I'm, I'm happy it happened at the age of twelve because it, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in. In juvie in the, in the, that small room and i'm like yeah i don't belong here uh <laughs> i need to get i need to get out this is not me uh but like from that experience i, I realized one i don't want to be here again two i was a smart kid i got all a's i was a part of this environmental program president of the environmental program which we got like a free trip to japan based off of this environmental program i came up with and it got recognized by the mayor like all this happening within one wow. year so it kind of was a uh, like a fork in a row. Like I could keep going this way and, you know, never leave the, the, the hood or I can just get my stuff together and uh, reach my potential. But it, it's all about providing more examples of people who can do what we do right? and know that we came from those types of environments. So I'm, I'm hoping that my journey, what I'm doing is serving as inspiration to others. Uh, that your situation is not your destination. You, you, we can get out of anything. We're smart enough to get out of anything. 
And it just has to do with, I, I believe the people that face the most adversity are the ones that are going to create the, the best Fortune 500 companies of the future. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying to do my part. That's really what it is. While make some money, that's important too. You know, uh, love money. That's important. <laughs> that is a motivation. <laughs> it's motivation. So like uh, all of this together is really kind of where all this comes from. So I, I know what I'm capable of. I know what my potential is. I've been through some through some stuff as everybody has, mm-hmm. but that doesn't define you, you know, and that's not necessarily how your life has to go. So just I, I guess that's where it really comes from. And I like tech. It's, it's innovative. It's it's something that's impacting every single industry and it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. It's accessible to right. our communities where we can actually give them something to like, hey, did you know you could do this? And then maybe they can just take off with it. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment is sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of slides. Visit islideusa.com and get started. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code M-O-N-I-C-A at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. And while you're there, take a look at my personal collection. I designed each pair myself. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with USA. The situation is not your destination. I really love that. And I, I'm I'm curious to know um, from when you started your business, uh, is there a certain obstacle that you, anything specific that comes to mind that you had to overcome? Something that, you know, people might face adversity, you know, in no matter what they do, but especially when you're taking that leap and starting a business, um, was there a particular time that you faced something really difficult that you had to overcome? Yeah. So uh, getting out of college with my MBA, you know, I was making some pretty good money, no debt. I was working for this wealth management company, which a few alums were there. I played basketball. It was like a slam dunk. Um, So from that, I had the opportunity to finally found a potential investor. I wanted to do it full time. So I had to decide whether like, do I want to stay in this job where it's going to work me to death and I'll still have to do the business or do I cut back on my expenses and kind of take up a part time to really do barley the right way? <laughs> Funny story. I quit the wealth management job to be a security guard at the same wealth management job. Okay. <laughs> so I went to my, uh, I went to my boss. And I was like, Hey, um, I think I want to transition to a new role. I saw it on the job board. I was like, Hey, I could do this three days a week. 12 hours a day, rest of the day, I'll just focus on business. I said it to her and she kind of laughed because I'm a clown. Everybody, you know, I make jokes. And I had the straightest face you could ever imagine saying, yeah, I want to be a security guard. She didn't believe me. Next week, came in with the gear, going through training on my floor. Everybody's like, this mother, he was serious. (laughs) (laughs) I have the walkie-talkie on on my hip. I was ready. Listen, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but it, that was like one of those decisions or obstacles where a lot of people would say, you know what, I'm comfortable with the money I'm making. I don't want to take the risk. Me, I'm, listen, I'm out here. 
But I, I don't, right. I don't, don't want to waste no time. So it, it's, it's situations like that are like, are you going to, you got to sacrifice your comfort for what's to come in the future. So yeah. no I, doubt. I kept my, yeah. Kept my expenses low and, and just made sure I, I got by with what I needed. I wasn't trying to splurge or anything like that. I'm about business. So that, I guess that's, that's one example. Ooh, that is a, that's a heck of an example there too. So you were right. tired making money, then all of a sudden you got this uniform, and, and the people that you used to work with are coming through. I <laughs> hide with their Starbucks and whatever. You didn't, yeah. want, you didn't want food from home because you can't afford to eat out anymore. Right? Now listen, Tupperware leftovers. Yeah, I'm right. with it. But it, look at you it's now. Like checkers, look at not checks. You know. Yeah. Checkers, not chess. That's right. Here's the thing, though. We talk when you start a business, right? Um, You know, and and I think one of the things that Lois alluded to, like that, you know, that it's difficult, you know, what was some of the difficulties? I would think that one of the major ones would be fundraising and money. And especially, Mm -hmm. I think, for brown, um, you know, people, that is that's a struggle, right? We, we are not, we don't normally have the access to funds. Some, some, some people are able to go to mommy and daddy, uh, uncle and aunt and say, Hey, write me a check for, you know, a hundred K I'm going to start this and they invest in them. And typically I think you're trying to change that when you mentioned generational wealth, but typically we don't, we don't have those type of lines of credit. I'll call them or stories. So yeah, Give, give some advice to someone when you're starting out. How difficult is it? How have you had some successes? What would have been the game changer for you in terms of, you know, because without the money, it's just an idea rolling yeah. around in your head that you're telling people at Absolutely. happy hour and they're going, oh, that's a good idea, Ryan. That's a good idea. That'd be great. You know, without the yeah. cash. How do you how do you make it happen? It, it was really difficult to find the initial funds to even build the prototype for my idea. So what I what I started doing was networking like a madman. So anytime there was some tech events or pitch competitions, you know, after work, before work, like or virtually, you know, I'm in the room shaking hands, you know, quote unquote, with people and just trying to get them to understand who I am, because no one's going to give you a check off that first conversation, second, third, fourth, fifth. It's going to be the seventh, eighth, ninth. Mm-hmm. So just getting people to understand who I am as a person, but also what I'm working on and my plan of attack or my logic framework, right? It's just getting people comfortable with who you are. It took me nine months after I met the person for them to to, to give me some money. Um, and it was a community development financial institution, and they've never put money into tech. They, it's usually brick and mortar construction, you know, uh, retail type investment. So they were taking the gamble on me. Um, but because I was consistent, I, I you know, I, I kept in touch with them, gave them updates, kept sharing my idea with them. And they got familiar with it. Like, okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. Um, you know, that's what it takes when you don't have that initial cash. You got to get people familiar with who you are and what your idea is. And you still may not come up with some money. Right. Um, but you gotta, you gotta network like a madman, really. And then hopefully at some point, somebody, you know, hands you a check. Um, so that was more so like a friends and family. It was 42,000. And then after that, about again, took another year and a half to raise some money. And from that, I got about 200 K. So it, it takes time for us to do that. But my advice is to just network as much as possible. Talk to whoever you can. Um, 
there's different vehicles you can use debt convertible notes safe um you know just make sure you're doing it the right way and also make sure you're going make sure you you want money from somebody you can deal with for the next five to seven years uh it's 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 a marriage for real for real Mm. so like you you got to talk to these people on a month by i mean everybody has different schedules but bi-weekly monthly quarterly you're gonna have to report to them talk to them get them comfortable with you for years at a time so it's also it's also about getting smart money and money you're comfortable with and not just taking any check that comes to you no that's a good point right i didn't think about that you you basically are partnering with them really like part like y'all go together now that's your yeah. That's your <laughs> yeah money we booed up, right? If you get you getting over if you getting over thirty five dollars from me, we go together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that 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 is serious, man. So where where are we in terms of the rollout where everyone will be able to 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 use it? Yeah, so we're out in Miami right now. Uh, we have a good amount of users. We just reached ten k. And, okay. and users and I was uh I came in third place at this pitch competition and Philly should have been first, but that's another conversation. Um <laughs> came in <laughs> came in third and, and took the the cash prize and kind of just threw it all into marketing, which is how we got over 10k. And what I'm learning is our users want more diverse rewards. So they want more experiential rewards. So as I mentioned, VIP tickets to concerts, festivals, they want it, they want that treatment. Um so what we're doing right now live in Miami, rolling out to Fort Lauderdale. The next step is to go into Tampa and Orlando. And this is still with our primitive prototype. So we are raising capital right now to create the next iteration, um, about a million dollars on top of what we already have soft circled in order to take it throughout Florida, but also we're going to the West Coast when thinking about like LA, Vegas, and uh, cities like that. All right. So Lois, we still got to wait. He ain't mentioned DC. Not DC yet. Okay. No, we got to go to Miami. We can take a trip. Wait, wait. Are you, are you, I know this off kind of off topic. Are you going to be in DC February 5th? Yeah, you need me to be. I'm here. I'm hosting this, uh, I'm hosting this multi-city pitch competition and DC is one of our cities that we're stopping in. So we already like locked in locations, angels to be there. I could plug you in if you want to uh, do like a quick little fireside chat. Um, plug, plug us. We there. We there. <laughs> plug. 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 The fifth. Plug. Hold on. The fifth. Done. Okay. <laughs> Send us Got the it. details. We are there. <laughs> what I'm aware. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, by uh, so my my uh, I had a co my co-founder and I we ran this hackathon last summer. And we were in charge of the Advancing Black Entrepreneurs bus. It was seven buses, all competing in Austin, Texas, but starting from different locations and kind of going in different cities or stopping at different cities along the way. Uh, We had 20 entrepreneurs on the bus, went to like six different cities. But me and my co-founder were realizing, like, we just introduced these people to like seven million, seventy five million dollars worth of money. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we doing this for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) so we said we're good at this we we, uh we're gonna do our own thing so we said you know we're just gonna create this multi-city pitch tour get some black founders in front of some angels and give them the chance to pitch showcase their skills and kind of give them a just give them the opportunity because what usually happens especially during the pandemic is you send a deck you apply to something they just wave you off like you don't really get a chance to tell your story show your personality 
because at this stage, it's like it's the team, it's the person. Right. Right. So like having that send a deck, it's not, in my opinion, it's not as impactful. So we were like, how can we get more black founders in front of angels to to showcase their skills and what they're working on? So we literally spent the past three months getting this together. So Boston, wow. New York, Philly, yeah. Baltimore, D.C. We got 14 pitch demos in five days, February 1st to the 5th. It's for Black History Month. Um, and we, we, we already have our team set. and We're just going to stop at every city. I love it. So count us in, right, Lois? We'll be right, there. Absolutely. We can do fireside. We can <laughs> MC. Yeah. We can tell jokes. We can drink um, the stuff and uh, give you some receipts. <laughs> My Luckily, whatever, right? <laughs> absolutely. I saw. I'll, I'll send the details after the call. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah. yeah. This is amazing. I am so impressed with like, I think this is going to be a game changer. Let me ask you, people probably ask you this all the time, but what about Shark Tank? Like, why haven't you gone on there? And just that's what you would think. Yeah. Like, so I, I was on a entrepreneur elevator pitch back in 2019. And it's, it's actually on, um, it's on YouTube. It's still there. And I, I, bar- one, I barely got off the elevator. It was about to. Send me down. Um, but I got a chance to pitch on something similar to Shark Tank and they all kind of just said, ah, this is, you're too early. This isn't for us. And at the time, in 2019, definitely were the thing. I think they take equity just for showing on the, for showing up. Oh, have you heard that? No, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to believe, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not, now I know someone that did some pitch stuff on Shark Tank. I might have to ask them. <clears throat> I mean, that's like a smart business move for them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I ain't no, mad I mean, at them, but. No. Yeah. Huh. All right. Because yeah, uh, there's, there's some people that just, uh, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you were cutting in and out, but that's the beauty of editing. I think we'll be able to fix it. Can you hear yeah. us? Gotcha. Okay. I can hear you perfectly. Okay. All right. Yeah, you were cutting in and out. Um, let's do the uh the the two minute drill here. I'm gonna call out some stuff. No explanation, just as fast as I say them, you give us your response. So just a little insight to Rohan Brown's barley uh founder CEO's brain and how it works when he's not thinking about barley. All right, here we go. Hip hop. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just can't have it. <laughs> and two minute drill. We should, should make this a drinking game Ooh. so we can get the receipts. I'm just saying. Yeah. Rohan going to have to get us a bottle of Tito's. He knows some people that we'll put right here on I the show. And we'll drink every time um, you make a choice. I don't know how far we're from go. Miami. We'll have to buy it. And yeah. Okay. It. The shots. It's like 10 okay. shots in two minutes. <laughs> That's if I have like twenty your response is, I'm gonna drink. Okay. Or if I agree with it, I'll drink. I have coffee right now, but okay. sure, that's okay. what's in that mug. Just coffee. Okay. Uh <laughs> that's called a hot tonic. Okay. <laughs> hot tonic for the body. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right, here we go. Uh hip hop or R and B? Hip hop. Book club or the club? Book club. Sports car or SUV? 
SUV and six six. <laughs> Specifics, okay, right. Take a class or teach a class. Take a class. Okay. Beach or cabin? Beach. Hoodie or a suit? Hoodie. Movies or a play? Movies. Bath or shower? Shower. Chocolate milk or white milk? And I just mean just the milk, okay? This is a... This is a- <laughs> <laughs> is this a trick question? I'm kidding. Um- <laughs> I'm like, I'm more vanilla milk over here. <laughs> <laughs> with a little caramel yeah that's you <laughs> okay sorry go ahead i'll take the chocolate milk okay all right cook or take out cook sausage or bacon ah bacon offense <laughs> or defense defense i like harassing people. <laughs> okay baked or fried baked Fly or drive? Fly. Treadmill or bike? Bike. Skydiving or kayaking? Skydiving. Romantic Island or five-star hotel? Romantic Island. Saturday nights or Sunday mornings? Saturday nights. And this one here, the last one, who do you love? My mom. Is that that (laughs) it? Hey, that's the same answer. What a great answer. I thought it was the, I was going to sing the song. I I thought thought it was a trick question. I don't want to get you in trouble. We're going to leave that one alone. Somebody listen to this. Oh, so you love your mama, huh? That's the only person you love? That's the only person. Well, we know he's smart, people. We know he is smart. (laughs) (laughs) Can't go wrong with the mama. That is for certain. Listen, let me ask you another question. Would you rather have a conversation with one of your ancestors or a future great, great, great relative, whether that's a great, great child, a great, great uncle, or would you rather have uh, a conversation with an ancestor and why? Um, hmm. I'm gonna go with the future. Okay. Okay. Why? And uh, I need to know if what we're doing actually worked. I need to know <laughs> if <laughs> we made any progress. I know what happened in the past to a certain extent. Not you know. The cheat code. <laughs> I need to know. Did we do something? Right. Did it who's, work? Who said you need the cheat code? <laughs> Let me know. Right. Is all of this in vain, right? Yeah. I would tell you, you are focused, right? You are laser focused on this idea and and uh, making it a success. What do you want the impact to be in your community? Like if people, when it's all said and done, Barley makes it, it's the first of many of your companies. But when someone thinks of you and your, your, kind of your brand, what do you want them to think of when they think of Rohan Brown? Um, I, I want them, one, to be inspired. And the outcome or result is I want more of us in tech. Um, it's We're reaching an autonomous economy. All these blue-collar workforce manual jobs, they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the AI and robots, it was a joke before, but now they come so we need to figure out how to get more of us the skills that's necessary to be 
uh, to be uh, to economically stable in this new economy. So I'm just trying to I'm not saying I'm, I'm the answer or Barley's the answer, but I need people to see that we can't do it. I need people to see me doing stuff in these spaces with the hair, with how I talk, that we, we can we can do this. We need more of us in this space because it's moving fast. And before you know it, we're going to end up in a similar cycle in which we tried to just get out of, in, in my opinion. So I need more of us in tech and entrepreneurship and, and owning stuff. Need to get organized. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, uh-oh, uh-oh. He's got to get fired up with it now. Right. <laughs> we can do this, y'all. Representation is key. Uh, Rohan Brown is a fine example of that. I love how you want this to be just a jumping off point and, and making impact in, in the community. There is a little, you know, black guy somewhere that looks just like you that now will know that it is that I too can be an entrepreneur. I can make it. I can raise the capital. I'm past just a good idea that we sell or somebody steals and takes from us and go, oh, that was my idea. But we are the beginning all the way to the end of that. And I absolutely love that. We we certainly appreciate you coming, stopping through the huddle. The reason Lois and I wanted to do this is you know, just for for us and and you as a as an athlete as well, know that some of the best uh, times were spent in that huddle. I just think it's a special place where you know you come together as a team, you share ideas, you say, "Hey, no, I'm open. Get me the ball." And everybody has this one plan of execution for the same goal, whether that's to score or first down or whatever that is, and you collaborate. And it, everyone is better for it. And we wanted to create an environment just like that, where people would enter the huddle, drop gems like you did, so that when people listen to this, they know that it is also possible for them. They're on the right track. And so I certainly appreciate you very much stopping by the huddle and dropping these gems. We will be with you on the 5th. Um, yep. Probably Lois and I, I mean, you know, we probably could get to Miami, Philly, Miami, <laughs> Philly on the 3rd, the 4th, but we'll talk offline about just how much you would like to see uh the huddle with Mo and Low at it on the bus, outside of the bus, in DC, wherever it is, but we can definitely make that happen to also spotlight all the other entrepreneurs that that are gonna be there. So tell people what's next, how they can get in touch with you, what should they be following? Absolutely. Uh you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh LinkedIn, Rohan Brown, R-O-H-A-N, Brown like the color. Uh, Instagram, it's real, Rohan Brown, so R-E-A-L, Rohan Brown. Um, available to talk, DM me, message me. Um, and what's to come next? We're going to completely change the way alcohol brands think about their consumers and give them the insights that they need to make a more impactful uh, stance on what they're trying to sell. So happy for you inviting me on this show. This is pretty dope and I appreciate it. And we definitely gonna link up soon. Sweet. I love it. Thank you very much, everybody. That's it. That's our I slide team captain. And we love our mamas. <laughs> we love our mamas. Yeah, sing the song. Sing the song. Look, we do a little bit of everything right here. Yeah, we're gonna release the album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> everything it's all good all right my friends we're gonna um shoot off i appreciate you we will be in touch we'll have you back on the show and continue to celebrate you and i wish you all the continued success 
Keep doing it. We are watching and we are fully, fully in support of you. You've got mad huddle uh, support. And so if there's anything ever that Lois and I can do, we are just phone call away. Sweet. I appreciate that. New sponsor. That's right. You can. It's a new sponsor of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Caffeine and sugar highs don't last a full workout. When you're training, you need something that won't spike your blood sugar and cause a crash. You can. Superstar steadily releases energy so you can keep your foot on the gas and in your workout on a high. It's trusted by over 400 pro and college teams, top dietitians and coaches for long lasting energy that's easy on the stomach. Achieve your personal best with a you can. Learn more at youcan.co. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.